D&D 5e Character Lab Podcast with your hosts, Karen and Dan. Alright, welcome to the D&D Character Lab, the show based around the one thing we as players cannot resist. And that is compulsively creating characters and daydreaming about their validity in-game. Each week, we're bringing a new character to the table, drawing from a plethora of published content and scoring against a predefined table of criteria. It is then up to us to use our own personal charisma modifiers to prove to one another that our baby is best. How come I always have to say that part? (laughs) Why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Garen. And I'm Dan, and this week we're rummaging through a supplement that was recently released by Wizards of the Coast, Plane Shift Ixalan. Yes, Plane Shift Ixalan is based on Magic the Gathering. Every time Magic puts out a new set, they have a world to go with it. New characters, new lands, new creatures. And something they've been doing, I believe in about the last year, is Wizards have also created these mini supplements where they kind of introduce you to the world that Magic the Gathering is currently playing in. And they also give you races that you could bring to your D&D game. That's exactly what we've done. We'll have a link in the show notes if you want to check this out yourself. We'll also tweet it out. But this one's really fun because Ixalan's a lot about dinosaurs, which is very similar to Tomb of Annihilation. So I feel like these worlds are very on the same level right now. Garen, I have to say that sounds correct, (laughs) but I know nothing about this. So, um, Because I'm trying to sell you on magic. You're going to play magic one day and you're going to be hooked. I know nothing about this, but... I will say this. This week we've agreed to make level 11 Ixalanis. Is that how you say that? That sounds right. right. Ixalanis. Garen, why don't you go ahead and introduce us to your character? You know merfolk, right? Merfolk tend to be very sleek, very mystical creatures of the ocean. Merfolk are at least familiar to the D&D atmosphere, so Mm -hmm. I can get down with that. Are Are you bringing in merfolk to this realm here? Yes, but I... I have, I don't want to call him the black sheep, but he definitely stands out amongst the merfolk. You know, while the rest of them were developing their their prowess for magic and getting in touch with the beautiful ecology of the ocean that they lived in, Shad was, he was pumping iron. He was lifting boat anchors that fell to the bottom of the ocean, sea wrecks, just deadlifting them up over his head, wrestling whales, punching walry. And Shad really kind of developed into quite the uh, the callous. He punched, he punched walruses. It's walry, I believe. It's walry, plural. <laughs> yes. He punched them. I feel like they're relatively docile creatures. Well, he he's not. Okay, I should elaborate. He's not the nicest. And no, he if, seems like a complete dick. If a walrus looked at him funny, he would punch that walrus and all of his walry family. Not kill him, he would punch, but just... No, he would punch the walrus and the walrus's family in the face? Just go nuts for a moment. In the tusk or in the face? He'd punch him in the tusk. He doesn't care if he gets poked He'd a little bit. He'd punch him in the tusk? Crack a tusk right off. Teach you a Crack lesson a about looking at Omer folk. Wow. That's a broken tux. It is. So Shad, I know you're thinking, okay, so Shad is a barbarian, right? No. He's actually a brute. He is from the most recently released Unearthed Arcana with some of the new class options. He is a fighter brute, green merfolk, and he actually is also a pirate because he loves boarding and taking over ships and then sinking them so he's got some new equipment to work out with at the bottom of the ocean. Ah, yes, the brute from the Unearthed Arcana, one of (laughs) my least favorite releases from the newest Unearthed Arcana. I think I'm really going to sell you on this, though. 
because I got to gone, know the brew. You could have gone circle of spores, but that's fine. No, no. I, I, let, let, you go ahead and sell me on it. Are you done with your boring ass backstory? I am that you interrupted frequently with your asinine yeah. questions. I don't know what's so <laughs> odd about punching a walrus. My asinine questions are related to the fact that I know nothing about Magic the Gathering. But let me introduce you to whoop whoop. That's not his that's name. Right. That's her name. Oh, excuse me. She reigns from the Stormwreck Sea. Whoop whoop was captured while floating on a pile of kelp. She was saying her daily devotional to Bilb Dulabloop, the goddess of the sea. You're familiar, aren't you? Yes, I, I think that- I had her. I think I had a rare card of Dulabloop. Yeah, you had that. She spent many years tied up on a pirate ship, praying daily to Bilb Dulabloop to grant her escape and refuge somewhere safe for her eternal devotion. Many years passed, and it seemed as though all hope was gone. But one day, a darkness came over her, and she prayed a lengthy, ritualistic prayer to Valkur. As you know, this is the evil god of the sea combat, of sea combat, requesting that the ship be struck down by his divine smite, and that she may be set free. That evening, the pirate ship was attacked by an enemy crew. What are the chances? Whoop whoop was still tied up in the ship's lower lower deck and her quarters started to fill with water. She blacked out. The next thing she knew, she had come to and she was washed safely ashore on the Moonshay Isles. Unwilling to fully accept that Valkur had assisted her, she has now set forth on a journey questioning her faith in Bildupleploop at every step of the way. She is an Oath of Redemption Paladin, level 11, my friend. And she is a siren. So that's why you and went that with is whoop, why, whoop. That is why her name is Whoop Whoop. Because I know nothing about sirens. Whoop 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 Whoop. Here it's Whoop 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 Whoop. And it's, I definitely went Whoop 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 Whoop. What about European sirens? Karen, like, um, no, I didn't want to go that route because that's obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> So, Garen, why don't you go ahead and introduce us to your boring-ass character in Melee. I'm going to start with just a a hard number for you right here. 108 damage a round. 108 damage per round? Yes. Now, let me break that down for you. Or is that that like... That's max damage. Is that like... Are there contingencies? There are some, but not all. Okay, this is... A.K.A. listeners, this is bullshit. Shad, I looked it up online. I found Shad online. That's fish name for Battle Warrior. It's also half of Shadrach, which got thrown into a fucking furnace. So, go (laughs) ahead. (laughs) Shad brandishes, he has two long swords at the same time. He also has two weapon fighting ability, and he has the feat of dual wielder. So he gets a plus one to his AC when he's wielding two weapons, and he can wield weapons that are not light weapon so that's why he's got a long sword in each hand and he gets his bonus to each hand so that is a potential 12 damage per strike per strike three attacks attacks. three attacks attacks, and he does brute force damage with every attack which is an additional d6 on every single strike so that is potential 18 damage per swing times six not bad not bad not bad How how are you getting to a hundred and some odd bullshit 18 damage times six. Okay. I see how that goes. There's contingencies involved in that, though. There are no contingencies. That is just that is just That's dealing not damage. Consistent. What do you mean? There's nothing. There's no reason that couldn't happen on any one attack. He could do 18 damage on any one attack. Yeah, but he can't do that every round. 
Well, he's not always going to do it every round, but I'm, we always talk about what max possible damage is, and this brute force damage happens on every single attack. All right, what are you, what are you arguing? That's a plus four. Okay, no. Plus two. Take it and shut the fuck up. Plus three. <laughs> no. Plus two. Shut up. Let's meet in the middle. Three and a half. No. <laughs> I Come on. I got 108 damage. That's <laughs> never happened on this show. <laughs> no, it hasn't. You're right. Okay. And he's only two. level 11. I don't care. He's also Ar unearthed Arcana, which nobody has proved is balanced. So take your plus two and shut up. He's from Ixalan. They're on a whole nother level of power. I wrote a three. You're right. You're right. I know nothing about Ixalan. So plus two. You're right. I, I wrote down three. All right. So no, plus two. I'm arguing a plus one. I have a scimitar plus six to hit. I have 1d6 plus two. I have two attacks. But I also have the magic weapon uh, spell, which allows me to grant a plus one to a non-magical weapon for one hour. That's not worthy of a plus one. It's a plus one. I'm dealing on 108 damage here. Nah, I mean, after what you said, uh, I'll take a zero, gladly. <laughs> know your place. Yeah, keep it coming. All right, can what, what can whoop whoop do when it comes to range? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I, part of my argument was also improved Divine Smite. At 11th level, I'm also suffused with the righteous might that all of my melee attack strikes uh, carry divine power with them. And whenever I hit a creature with a melee weapon, the creature takes an, one, an extra 1d8 radiant damage. I, I will still take that zero, but I, I just thought I would add that at the 11th level. I do get that. Uh, in ranged, I'm arguing a plus one. I have a longbow, plus six to hit, 1d8 plus two piercing. I have two attacks, and I'm, I also have the ability to fly. My flying speed is 30 feet, and I can make aerial attacks. You're going to shoot aerial? Uh, absolutely. She's one, of, she's one of Shad's best friends. Doesn't matter. Well, not re he thinks so. She doesn't really like him because, you know, like I said, he's kind of a jerk. But he's got this unrequited love for her. So if you shot Ariel from the sky, I mean, you would have an enemy for life in Shad. Who said that she is shooting at Shad? You no said one. she's shooting at Ariel. You said Whoop Whoop was going to take an Ariel <laughs> shot. He's going to return fire with his plus nine to hit, one D8 plus three, three attacks. You know what his, you know what his damage is? What? For ranged? 69. What? 69. Per round? Yep. And that's consistent. That's consistent because he gets that brute force damage on every right, single... So you take you take your plus two, and I will take my plus one. All right, I'll give you a plus one. Thank you. So tell me, what do you have for Burninating? Shad, as a merfolk, as you know, as can you I know with say, all of your merfolk knowledge... Can I just knowledge, say, your character has the douchiest name. He's Shad. He's the Chad Shad of the sea. <laughs> yeah. Shad is like, yeah, Chad. Super Exactly. I, I apologize to any Chads listening... So you're saying that Shad is a douche? Total douche. He's chaotic okay. neutral pirate brute. I mean, that's a douche. Wait, you said he's you said he's chaotic douche? <laughs> exactly. He's <a> chaotic douche. <laughs> All right. So what does he have for burdenating? As a merfolk, he has access to one druid cantrip, and being from the sea, he chose the most applicable of all cantrips, and that's Firehawk. Because Fire he got, hawk? I'm yeah. not familiar with that. You're able to cast a flaming hawk, and it's got a plus four to hit, and it does 3d8 damage. And once his target has been hit, if they provoke an attack during their next round, they take an additional 3d8 damage from the firehawk. Because if they provoke an attack from someone else, the firehawk comes down, bah! knocks him again. Can you, can you uh, do that sound one more time? And that sound alone is worth 3d8 damage? 3d8, possible 68 damage. Okay. Is that it? That's all you got? I'm a, I'm a brute. What did you expect? That's what you have, is what I'm so, asking. 
I think based on watching someone cast Firehawk under the water at their target and this flaming hawk that doesn't get extinguished in the flames, that's plus two worthy. Hell no. Come on. You have zero. Easy zero. You have one thing that you can do. Zero is very generous. I'll take that. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm going to argue a zero as well. I have Branding Smite, which deals out a 2d6, and I also have Blinding Smite, which deals out a 3d6. Okay. And you have to land the attack for those, right? Uh, yes, I do. So yeah, you can have your zero on that. Thank nice you so easy, much. Nice easy round. You're not going to hit me with a list now on control, but are I you? But I will. No, 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 no. Actually, control, I'm going to take it easy on you. Uh, I'm arguing a plus one. I have the friend's cantrip, uh, uh-huh. so I can, I can befriend some folks. I can put them to sleep. I have hold person. I have zone of truth. I have blinding smite. When uh, they fail a constitution save, they do get blinded for the round. And then I also have hypnotic pattern. I also have rebuke the violent. So get this. I can use my channel divinity to rebuke those who have uh, who use violence. Immediately after an attacker within 30 feet deals damage with an attack against a creature other than me, I can use my reaction to force the attacker to make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the attacker takes radiant damage equal to the damage it just dealt. On a successful save, it takes half as much damage. I love that one. I actually, this is the one paladin that I was really looking at, really considering wanting to play sometime. It's so good. And that's such a cool spell. It's so good. This is an angry paladin. I mean, let's be honest, this is an angry paladin. I also have uh, Divine Sense, which until the end of my next turn, I know the location of any Celestial, Fiend, or Undead within 60 feet of me that is not behind total cover. I know the type of Celestial, Fiend, or Undead. I know their presence, and it is, and but not its identity. Uh, within the same radius, I'm also able to detect the presence of any place or object that has been consecrated or desecrated as with the Hollow Spell so that's 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 a very boring thing you think that applies to it's control actually it is it's control because i didn't know where else to put it but anyways i'm arguing <laughs> plus one i'm gonna make you roll on this one aha uh-huh. not yeah. a bad call not a bad call okay so uh for plus one i need a 15 and my charisma is a plus four well you're a paladin yeah uh 17 i, I rolled a 13 plus four okay you got your you got your plus one here's what i'm gonna tell you for control I've got three attacks with two weapons. I've also got action surge. And you know how that works yes, with a fighter. I know how it works. Where I can take additional attacks. I also have Mask of the Wild. As a merfolk, I can hide even if I'm lightly obscured. So if there's trouble... In, and I, in what? In every environment? Yes. That's bullshit. I'm so communing with the nature. I just blend in. So you're Even telling with my... me as a merfolk, and as a merfolk in the uh, Iceland Dale, you're telling me that you can go ahead and hide in the Icelandic mountains. Absolutely. I just well, find a little. I find a little frigid burn. Aren't you bright I'm... blue? Come Excuse on, me. I am green. You're green. Even better. Even better in in pure white environment. I have a mask of the wild. I just blend right in. I don't move. I flex really hard. You don't know I'm real. You think I'm you think you I'm just, just a really buff glacier. Did you just argue that you flex really hard? Yes. Okay, this is wizards revisit this. This is broken. And then once I take to the battlefield, I've got three attacks, I've got action surge, action surge. I am controlling the battlefield. Nothing is getting around me. I'm I'm no. bad news. What are you arguing? What are you arguing? Zero. Give me a zero. Oh, no. Give me a no. zero. You are a negative Give it to one. Me. You are a negative one. First off, 
You are not inconspicuous in any environment. I will say in, in a few environments, yes. In the wilderness, yes. You're green. In the water, sure. You're a merfolk. You are not inconspicuous in, you know, the mountains. You are not inconspicuous in the Iceland Dale. Forget it. So that's that's out of out of question. Action surge, all that other bullshit. That that stuff has already been argued. Uh, I'm gonna give you a negative one. I did not argue action surge already. You did. You I did. did not. That was under melee. That was under melee. I did you not include it under know, melee. Yes, yes, you did. You said you already know. I did not say action was. surge. I think. Can we go to the tape? I never said action surge. All right. Well, we can revisit that. But anyway, action surge falls under melee, and uh, you can go ahead and take that negative one. Fine. But let me tell you about my tankiness. Yeah. Go for it. 17 AC, 143 hit points. I also have brutish durability. One of my features is a brute. 1d6 added to every save I make. If that save is on a death save, and if that total number pushes me to 20 or above, it equals a natural 20, which means that death save brings me back to life at a 1. That's cool. That's tanky. Not very. So what are you arguing? That is really... Dan... Come out of lab mode Hi. and be and be Hi. real for a second. That's cool. Yeah, for one one health point. That's pretty cool. Um, so anyway, as opposed to just being zero, because if you get three death saves, you're still at zero. You're not anyways, back to consciousness. Anyways, uh, I I encourage everyone to look at the way of long death, and uh, go ahead and look at those abilities. Oh my anyways. god, can you go one week without mentioning monks? You don't even understand how it works. No, I actually have a monk poster hanging above my bed. Is it bulletproof monk? Which how no. young fat? Is it is it Monk the TV show with the with the guys with OCD? Yeah, he's in a thong. <laughs> he's in a thong. <laughs> I so also anyways, have. What are you arguing? I also have Indomitable, where I can reroll a save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty tanky. I think I deserve a one. Nope, zero. Yes, I like one. your I like your HP. I like your HP. What's your AC again? Seventeen. Okay, and give me one more time something other than indomitable that would reinforce your tankiness. My brutish durability. Okay, so you get you get a zero because you did not bring up second wind because you're an idiot. I didn't you're write it zero. down. You were yeah. trying to tease me into that. Yep, and so you get a zero. Thank you, but I'm arguing a plus two. I've got 110 hit points, AC of 19. I have a shield, and I also have proficiency in scale mail. I have shield of faith which gives a plus two to AC for 10 minutes, which would give me an AC of 21. I also have Aura of Vitality, which allows me to regain 2d6 hit points and Counterspell, and I also have Lay of Hands. I also have Aura of Courage, which uh, at the 10th level, it allows me and friendly creatures within 10 feet of me to not be frightened while I am conscious. So um, as long as anybody's within 10 feet of me, nobody's frightened. And, That's more control uh, than tankiness. False. Divine health. I can put that wherever I want, by the way. Divine health also allows me to be immune to disease. Uh, easy plus two. All right. You can have your plus two on that. Yeah. And you can take your zero. The people would not be interested in that argument. How do you help your friends, though? Uh, plus two. So Apart from all those things you're about to double dip on. No. So this is actually the strongest category. This is not something that I usually go, go ham-bony on, but I'm going ham-bony tonight. I have Ceremony. All right, so this is going to get a little lengthy, but Ceremony is a spell that allows me to do one of, like, six things. So I think it's five things. 
So atonement allows me to touch one willing creature whose alignment has changed and I can make a DC 20 wisdom inside check. On a successful check, I restore the target to its original alignment. I can also bless water, which allows me to touch one vial of water and cause it to become holy water. I have coming of age, which allows me to touch one humanoid who is a young adult for the next 24 hours. Whenever the target makes an ability check, it can roll 1d4 and add the number rolled to the ability check. Uh, a creature can benefit from this right only once. Um, you make a boy a man. Yes, that's right. How do you do it's that actually, exactly? It, it's actually it's actually bat mitzvah. It is, it's called coming ah. of age, but it's actually bat mitzvah. I also have dedication, which allows me to touch a, a humanoid who wishes to be dedicated to your God's service. Uh, for the next 24 hours, whenever the creature makes a saving throw, it can roll a 1d4 and add that number to a save. Uh, the creature can benefit this from this right only once. So kind of similar to the same thing. Funeral right allows me to touch a corpse and for the next 10 days, the target cannot become undead by any means, uh, a, a short or a wish spell. And then I also have, this is the coolest one. Get this, I have wedding under this ceremony spell. It allows me to touch adult humanoids willing to be bonded together in marriage. For the next seven days, each target gains a plus two bonus to the AC while they are within 30 feet of each other. <laughs> That's so adorable. A, a creature can benefit from this right, again, only if widowed. <laughs> How do you think that... Oh, yeah, because they don't want you... Wizards no, no, doesn't no. want you divorcing. How do you think that hey, the AC baby, bonus... I think I want to marry you. What you got? Terrible song. How do you think the AC bonus manifests? Why do you think they get a plus two just because they're married? Because marriage is great. There it is. That's, oh gosh, that was beautiful. Did that sound sincere coming from a guy who's been divorced? All right. So anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I also have Shield of Faith, Sanctuary, Aura of Vitality, which allows me to regain 2d6 HP within 30 feet sphere, Lay of Hands, Revivify, Magic Weapon, Rebuke the Violent, and Aura of Courage. I also have Aura right. Protection, which allows me, uh, whenever a friendly creature is within 10 feet of me, I can make a saving throw. The creature gains a bonus to the saving throw equal to my Charisma modifier, which is plus four, and I must be conscious to grant this bonus. I also have Aura of the Guardian, which allows me to shield others from the harm at the cost of my own health. When a creature within 10 feet of me takes damage, I can use my own reaction to magically take that damage instead of the creature taking it. This feature doesn't transfer other effects that may accompany the damage, and this damage can only be, can't be reduced in any way. That is how I help my friends easy plus two. And if you argue that, you're a moron. I wish I had saved my roll. I didn't know that this bullshit was gonna come in. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, I feel good. I'm James Brown over here. And by the way, uh, I got touched by the paladin. James Brown's been dead, but can't be undead. For That's seven true. Days. For seven days. I feel good. What do you have? Nothing like that, surely. Yeah, so here's how Shad helps his friends. He, if you are his friend, I mean, he looks out for you. I'm sorry, what's his name, Shart? Shad. He looks out for you. He flexes for you. He lets you oil him up. He gets he in there first. He flexes for you, and he lets you oil him up. It is a privilege and a right. R-I-T-E? W-R-I-T-E. <laughs> Get out Shad. of here with your nonsense. Shad has an eight intelligence. <laughs> so he's easily manipulated, is what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> and that helps his friends. You can just point him at somebody and let him roll. He goes in there, he smashes up with his 108 damage with those swords. He throws a firehawk. <laughs> Chaos. You can do whatever you want. Let Shad take it. That's a negative two. 
You have nothing. Come on, come on. Points for the argument. No, zero. Negative two. Oh, you're in a pissy mood. All right. Yeah, negative two. You better take that. So now tell me, how balanced is uh, Shark? Perfectly. He's got an 18 strength, 16 dex, 16 con, 8 intelligence, 10 wisdom, 10 charisma. He is proficient in athletics. Oh, 10 charisma. I can't wait for the next couple categories. Hold up. It's not all about just talking to people. (laughs) Proficient in animal handling, perception, and survival. I mean, this is a fighter. This is what he needs to do. His strength, his dex, and his con, perfect. What are you arguing? Plus two. I'll I'll take you a plus one. I'm going to make you roll for that plus two. I'll take it. With my 10 charisma, it's all natural roll here, baby. I don't need any modifiers on this thing. So you're going to need a 17. Eight. You got an eight? All right, take that plus one. Go to the bank with it. I'm arguing a zero on balance, so here's why. I have a strength of 14, dex of 15, con of 10, intelligence of 10, wisdom of 11, and charisma of 18, passive uh, perception of 14. I'm proficient in insight, perception, and religion, and uh, wisdom and charisma saving throws. That charisma saving throw gives me a plus 12. I'm arguing a zero. I think that's pretty accurate because a paladin should be a little bit of a brawler, a little bit get in there, but you also went with that very peaceful paladin. So I think uh, that's that's an appropriate argument. I think that is a zero. Thanks so much. So I'm going to move on to smooth operator. I have the friend's cantrip. I'm arguing a zero here. Uh, I have the friend's cantrip. I also have emissary of peace, which allows me to use my channel divinity to augment my presence with divine power. As a bonus action, I can grant myself a plus five to charisma saving throws for the next 10 minutes. That is what I have. Yeah, that's zero worthy, because that is something. You had something juicy there. I like that that emissary of peace. So, yeah, absolutely. Why not? Awesome. What do you have? Here's why I'm arguing a one. I've got the Mask of the Wild, which we've already agreed is totally overpowered and awesome. I've also got, as being a pirate, my bad reputation, where I can get away with minor criminal offenses. If that's not smooth, I don't know what is. I want to be honest with you. Love the pirate background. Right? We've gone over this before. Love it. I'm kind can of a thug. You, can you please touch on the fact that you can just hijack a pirate ship? We we've gone there. I'm not even going there. You know what? You know what Shad can do? He what? he doesn't pay for drinks. Shark doesn't if pay he, for drinks. If he wants a sword, he just takes it. Because this dude with a fish's feet and this upper bod that's like, you know, if, <laughs> I if can't I can't with that. If if the Rock had Kevin Hart's sense of ego, that's how muscular and obnoxious Shad would be. I feel like The Rock has a decent ego. So what are you arguing? I think that's a one. No. <laughs> I can just move I can just move in on things, handle my business, and no one's gonna say anything have, to me. You have one thing and you're arguing a plus one. You are I can also, lucky to get a zero. I can also breathe air and water. That's not smooth operator. Yes not it is. That's control. Nine. I can go swim in your pool Garen, and trespass and you're not gonna call the cops on Garen. me. Garen, let's be honest with another. That is a minus one. And That's a zero. It's a minus one. Let's be hey. real. Let's be real. You said zero. All right, zero. Fine. What do you have for spitting fire, which is how intimidating you are? Come on. I got to tell you this one. I'm yeah, so intimidating. I'm a thug. I'm a straight thug. Are you a real Steel- deep thoroughbred from the streets with your pants sagging with your gun in your drawers? Let's credit to Akon. <laughs> circa 2008 
I don't know what the name of the song is. Soul Survivor by Young Jeezy, I think. I'm a regular. Guys, I'm still cool. I'm still cool. No, Shad just hits the east side with the LBC. Mission is to find Mr. Warren G. I like it. You went Bad reputation. You're at a zero. You're at a zero. You went old school. Keep going. Brutish durability, you try and stop me. I got a chance to even shrug off if you're trying to charm me or whatever. That's a real argument. And then, if all else fails, Firehawk? Can you do the squawk for me real quick? Ah! Yeah, that's not intimidating. Give me all. a one. Um... Give it to me. Do it. Can you squawk a one? One! I like it. You get a one. I'm also arguing a one. I have hold person, zone of truth, blinding smite, sleep, hypnotic pattern, and I have a plus four to intimidation checks. Look at you with your real argument. Yep. Solid. That's actually Ar a legitimate plus one, <laughs> unlike your bullshit. That is the legitimate plus one. I'm going to move into X Factor here, okay? I don't know what a siren is, but I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> You're done. You're, you're done. <laughs> you're I don't done. know what a siren is, but whoop, 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 whoop. She's seeking vengeance because she's angry. She's angry that Bill Dooplabloop did not save her from the ship and that uh, Valkour did. And so she's just trying to find some answers. If you want a little bit of a morally conflicted siren, this is like an ambulance that's heading the wrong way, the way against a hospital, the wrong way. <laughs> okay morally conflicted ambulance then then you need to play what have you if you want to play a barbarian without any of the rage factors and just go ham on some fools shad is your boy he's man in the ocean he thinks he's number one mare folk down there he's macking on ariel left and right he's macking on the... ariel i made ariel attacks but it wasn't on ariel <laughs> So wait a minute. Shad, what is, Shad's what is making his, some aerial attacks. You know what I mean. Wah, wah. What's, what's his persuasion check? He's got a zero modifier to persuasion. Oh, that's fine. Um, I'm aerial and I have a DC 15 wisdom save. Why don't you go ahead and mac on me? Oh, you're an interesting fellow. What's hey, baby. Your, what's your story? Been seeing you around the ocean. You know what? I want to be part of your world. Bam! Rolled a 13. Got real close. Part of your world was good, and I'm going to give you that because it was referencing a little bit of that aerial, aerial nation. So you get that. You so I won the show. Aerial. You, well, you have to tell me. Let's get a little drum roll. Who won? The score this week is Dan with seven and me with four. Thanks to my plus three on melee. Otherwise, it would have been a three. I enjoy the fact that I keep winning. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> 2018, it's a Danathon. Well, you're coming in with actual spells, and that's really going to balance the character. I think we can all see having a touch of magic in your character is going to give you a lot more things you can do. My guy is entirely one-dimensional. This would be kind of fun to play, but not for a whole campaign. I'd play this for a one-shot, though. Well, I think I'm, I'm due for some congratulations. Okay, congratulations. Thank you. That must have been so difficult for you on D&D Beyond to click all of those buttons. <laughs> so, Garen, as much as I love to talk about the fact that I won, why don't you go ahead and tell us what's coming out of the lab in the next... What has come out of the lab and what is going to come out of the lab in the next few weeks? I'm glad you asked. Number one on the list, some fresh meth. We always got always, fresh meth. Always got that fresh meth. Every week, it's coming out piping. It's a little it's bit got clearer. That. It's a little bit clearer every time. A little bit blue. 
It's that mm. Walter. It's that Walter White good good. We're all about high level here. It's got to be optimized. Our meth always optimized. Number two, check us out on DMs Guild. We just released Microbes of Malice. That is thirteen disease spells and two disease related feats with some art that I drew. That's very mediocre. It's only a buck. It supports the show. Thank you guys in advance. Number I'll be three, we got you, worth worth a buck. Worth a buck. And that's I've a completely a unbiased opinion. Some, some pretty terrible shit. And this is not terrible shit. We did a solid job. And also thanks to our boy Matt Forcefields for helping us write that. Number three, we got a giveaway currently accepting submissions. If you can make a level 10 character using only official Wizards content, give it max HP. All submissions are being accepted until Valentine's Day of this year, 2018, of course. And that's on February 14th. I hope you guys already know that. The best two submissions will be featured on our February 21st episode. We're each going to pick one of them. We're going to battle it out like we always do. The winner of that episode is going to receive a copy of Xanathar's Lost Notes to Everything Else, which is also on DM's Guild, a fantastic supplement put together by the Guild Adepts from Wizards with some additional but, subclasses. But I will make a note, a little bit expensive, so you guys might want to you guys might want to submit a character to this giveaway because it's worth it it's about 20 bucks on dm's guild that's true and we did feature a little bit of it already on the show dan did a character yeah so check out our dm's guild week episode uh sorry to interrupt again yeah i went ahead and i made a, a character with the fey race with the druid circle of the seasons from that super super cool supplement it it actually has as many archetypes as xanathar's guide to everything so you it's worth checking out for 20 bucks Absolutely. That is being given to us courtesy of Rudy Rutenberg, one of the Guild Adepts. He has also got a prize ready for the runner-up of that episode. Thank you so much for that, Rudy. That is so cool of you. Be sure to check him out on Twitter, at Rudy Woot, R-U-T-Y-W-O-O-T, to get the latest on he and what his compatriots are coming up with. We also have another giveaway coming in February. Loresmith, who put out the Remarkable Inns book. We've talked about this a little bit already. These are inns that you can implement into your game as a dm there's also some additional content there npcs uh, menus for each one of the inns with the drinks and some of the special effects that the drinks do to you if you drink them it's a super cool book and we're going to be giving away a pdf copy in our february 28th episode where we're going to be creating characters based on npcs from that book and finally our um, upcoming episode for next week is with matt forcefields our boy and his upcoming metal metal and magic podcast dan matt and i all agreed to make a character of this episode based off a portrait of a character that we picked for one another the level for those is going to be level 13 awesome yeah uh three-way battle royale baby uh that's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be the first time that we're gonna be doing that in this show uh and i really hope that matt knows what he's getting himself into well the lab is no picnic for newcomers we're very hard on people and so far people that we have played with that is not us have beat us so that's good for matt that is true but it could be a little tough because of the closet space three people in the closet might be a little bit tough it's gonna be so sweaty it still smells like cat pee in here it always will cat pee for life <laughs> hashtag cat pee for life guys that does it for this week just remember lab rats it doesn't have to be optimized it just has to be fun thanks for listening guys This has been a production of the D&D Character Lab Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DND Character Lab. 
or shoot us an email at dndcharacterlab at gmail.com. Most importantly, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app.